Good morning, all listeners. It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. It's 8.07 a.m., and this is episode 133 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. We are visiting you on a Tuesday morning. On for a the Tuesday. F- we're throwing up on a Tuesday. For the first time in a long time, because there's a very special occasion, the ACC Conference Tournament starts today, along with several other conference tournaments as well. We had a great Saturday for episode 132. Uh, So far here in March Madness, five teams have clinched a bid. Murray State, as we talked about on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, the Longwood Lancers. And the Loyola Chicago Ramblers won the Big South and the Missouri Valley, respectively. And just last night, Georgia State won the Sun Belt by defeating Louisiana. And Chattanooga won the Southern Conference on a buzzer beater against Furman. Choo-choo! That Chattanooga choo-choo train delivered as that team hit another big shot. My man, Dijon Baptist. With the three-pointer, with three guys on him, at the buzzer. Unbelievable. Unbelievable job. The Chattanooga Mocs going dancing. So we have five teams in the dance. 63 more teams left. We'll get in between now and Selection Sunday on Sunday afternoon. We come to you on a Tuesday morning because we got eight-team conference tournament games to go through. The ACC actually starts today, which is what we are going to talk about first. The first game of the day is actually at 11 o'clock in the morning, so there's about three hours until this game. It's the ACC opener between Boston College and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh earned the 12th seed in the conference. Boston College is the 13. Um, Pittsburgh is a short home dog here against Boston College, getting two points, bet up for one and a half last night. And uh, Boogie, I was surprised that you went this route to start, but... Not so much. What do you think about BC and Pittsburgh with the winner to take on Wake Forest tomorrow? I mean, they're not really a home dog here. I mean, they're playing in the Barclays Center at the, yeah. in Brooklyn, New York. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Boston College playing the better ball here. These two teams, not very good. Obviously, these are going to be bottom feeder schools that are playing today. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a toss-up here. I just like the way Boston College is going to be able to Control the floor here. Give me BC laying the short deuce. All right. Well, we're starting off with a drink bet. Not bad, as I will take the Pitt Panthers, who can be competitive at times. I like for them to compete in this first game, 11 o'clock. Pitt Panthers getting two. Winner of that game takes on the number five seed, Wake Forest Demon Deacons, tomorrow. Our second game in the ACC tournament, and by the way, all these games are on ACC Network, um, at 1.30 of immediately following Boston College and Pitt, will be NC State taking on Clemson. Clemson earned the conference's number 10 seed this this season with a record of 16-15 and 15 and 8-12 and in the ACC. NC State has been dismal in ACC play. The 15 seed dead last, finishing last in the conference, 4-16 and 16 in the ACC, 11-20 overall. Clemson comes to play here, Boogs. I look for maybe a potential blowout here as the winner of this game will take on the number 7 seed, Virginia Tech Hokies. I like Clemson to win and cover this 5 points and get past NC State to set up a second-round matchup with VTech tomorrow. Yeah, these two teams met way back all the way in January as Clemson came up with a 5-point win 
uh, exactly what the line is today at five. They are playing better ball. NC State very disappointing this year. I'm going to take the Clemson team. And watch out for this Clemson team uh, with a long shot to make it to maybe even the uh, – semifinals of the ACC tournament. Wow, maybe uh, if they win this, maybe beat Virginia Tech, beat Notre Dame, and get to the semis. Yeah, that Notre Dame game is going to be tough, but we'll see what happens. But today, they play a dismal NC State team, Clemson minus the five. Clemson minus five, easy money. Georgia Tech and Louisville is our last game out of the ACC. This is at 4 o'clock on the ACC Network. It's a triple header at the Barclays Center today in the ACC. Georgia Tech, Louisville. Georgia Tech, the 14 seed in this bracket. Louisville is the 11. The winner sets up a tomorrow evening contest with the number six seed Virginia Cavaliers. As of right now, Louisville comes in with a 6 and 14 ACC record and Georgia Tech's 5 and 15. Two very disappointing teams as obviously we have the six worst teams in the ACC in the down ACC playing today. Right now Louisville is spotting one and a half points and I had I I overheard you uh pre-show say you got all the favorites in the ACC today. So we're going to have drink bet number 2 as I will buy the hook with Georgia Tech and take Georgia Tech Hokies plus the 2. Yeah, earlier this season, uh, the firing of Chris Mack uh, for Louisville has kind of just put this team on a bad year. I've never seen Louisville play in this bad in a very long time. Uh, Georgia Tech, though, very bad as well. 12-19, and 12-18 for Louisville. Um, I'm going to take Louisville here, though. I think this, this game has got them as a winner. I'm going to take them on the money line. Hey, 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 thank you. You learned from that Tennessee Chattanooga game I sure huh? did, my friend. Ch- Ch- Tennessee Chattanooga minus one and a half, buying the hook to two, and then they hit the buzzer beer to win by one. I'm, I was so happy. None of those games we talked about on Sunday's pod, episode 132, actually came through. And I'm, fi- I'm happy one finally did. And Louisville is only minus $1.25. How about that? And that's the good part about these drink bets. Whenever you take the money line, it gives us a better chance to not you know, have to ante up. Um, wow. How about our second conference here, Boogie? The Mac. Mac. We have returned to the Metro. Return to the Mac. We have returned to the Mac. Let's go. We have returned. <laughs> this is in Atlantic City, New Jersey. They get at Boardwalk Hall, neutral site. AC, baby. Another triple header today. Interesting games here. We start the day off at 2 o'clock with Ryder and Manhattan. Man, this this tournament's going to be real good. It's pretty much Iona against the field if you take a look at the um, the odds to win the thing. And Iona can be had. Iona can be had. You have Ryder and Manhattan here. Uh, both teams finish the MAC at eight and twelve. Manhattan's <laughs> the eight seed. Ryder is the nine seed. Right now, Ryder is actually a one point favorite in this matchup against Manhattan. And as we dive in to see. Matchups here. They actually, it's been a while since they've played each other. They played on the 20th, and Ryder beat them in overtime. I look for the Jaspers, though, to uh, bounce back here, who have a better overall record, 15 and 14, and they're actually getting a point. So. How do you, I don't understand that, but that's again, that's how the lines are. It's crazy that way. Uh, what are you thinking? Manhattan plus one. I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with you there, my friend. I'm taking Manhattan Jasper, Jaspers plus the one point as well. Okay. Then they can get this win outright. Manhattan plus the one. I love it. Nice work, Boogie. We got Fairfield and Canisius in our second game here at 4.30. Fairfield are in the seventh seed in this conference tournament. Canisius got the 10. 
Uh, Canisius finished seven and thirteen in the MAC, in and, the Mac. and Fairfield was eight and twelve in the MAC. <laughs> and, and we're interested to see what happens here as the Stags take on the Golden Griffins with uh, the winner of this matchup to play St. Peter's tomorrow. Uh, the winner of Manhattan Rider actually takes on Iota in the next round, just for everybody out there who's listening. Uh, this is interesting. Two bad teams here. Obviously, they you know they're both damn near scoring less than they give up. Um, Fairfield's backing into this dance. Canisius has actually won three games in a row coming in, so I think they're going to play with house money today. And uh, Canisius is actually getting three points. I'm going to take the Golden Griffins against the Stags. Go okay. Stags. The Stags. So I think I'm going to go ahead here and take Fairfield minus the three. Fairfield beat them both times this year. The Golden Griffins, like you said, though, are playing well down the stretch. They're 4-0 against the spread their last four games overall, 6-0 against the spread their last six games as an underdog. Yeah. Uh, they are an underdog right now, but I think that Fairfield can go ahead and take care of business today like they have all season with this team. Give me Fairfield minus the three. There it is. Drink bet for drink bet number three. Um, all these games, by the way, can be seen on ESPN Plus, and we have our last game of the night. Should be starting in that six to seven o'clock area, depending on how long you know the carryovers are, because they're playing in the same building. Quinnipiac and woo—you said it right, my yes, friend. Sir. Quinnipiac actually finished last in the MAC. Yeah, MAC. Marist is the sixth seed. The Red Foxes have had a decent season, nine and eleven in the MAC, <laughs> and. They they last played on the twentieth, and it was just a one point loss for Quinnipiac, losing sixty seven sixty six. Now they're on the neutral court here. Winner of this game gets Siena in the next round on March tenth. Interesting here, as you take a look at this matchup, Boogie. You got Quinnipiac scoring a little more, but giving up a little more. They like a game in the low seventies. He's actually. They've lost six games in a row coming into this tournament. That's why that they were awarded the last seed. Mm. You know, you have a Marist team that's. They've also lost two in a row, losing to Canisius and Niagara back in their way in here. So two teams desperate for a win. Obviously, season's on the line. Loser goes home. Winner survives and advances. In this situation, i got to take the points here. Uh, Marist is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to buy the hook and take Quinnipiac plus three. Drink, Brett, my friend, but I'm going to take Marist on the money line here. Yeah, you're the man. So I'm going to go Marist just to win the game outright. I love that. I'm going to take him. Minus 40. Minus 140. Dude, that is. I'm so happy you're finally <clears throat> doing this. <laughs> I really am. I'm well, we have to learn from our mistakes. Yes, and I like what you're doing here. This is okay. Good drink bet number four. All right, Boogie. Our first bid to be decided today is going to come out of the Horizon League. We go to the Horizon League Championship game at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis, Indiana. What promises to be an absolute headbanger. You take a look at how these teams got here in this tournament. Um, it's Wright State, the four seed against Northern Kentucky, the three. Northern Kentucky knocked out Detroit Mercy 77-59 in the quarterfinals and then defeated IPFW last night by 14, 57-43. They're doing it with really good defense. 59-43 and 43 is fantastic job by the Norse. We've rode them a lot this year. They're taking on a Wright State team, though, who has been scoring a lot of points. They defeated Oakland in the semis, 75-63, and they defeated Cleveland State. Uh, I'm sorry, Oakland was in the quarterfinals, and in the semis last night, an 82-67 drubbing of the number one seed, Cleveland State. So, 
What does this mean for the championship game? An absolute coin flip. Got to go with defense over offense here. We kind of talked about this pre-show, and Northern Kentucky has been a team that we have backed all year long. I have this game at a complete pick em. They're shading a little bit towards the north at minus 1, minus 115. Um, Got to go with the minus 115 money line here and take Northern Kentucky to get the, the Horizon League tournament's automatic bid. Yep, I got you there, my friend. I got the north, Northern Kentucky. I'll take them on the money line, laying the short short uh, juice there. Uh, Northern Kentucky's actually beat Wright State both times this year they've played, so mm-hmm. should be a trifecta for me. Northern Kentucky on the money line, minus 115 to get automatic bid number six. We go now, Boogie, to another championship game. A seventh bid will be given out when we do the Colonial Athletic Association title game between Delaware and UNC Wilmington. Delaware is the five seed playing in their first title game since 2014. And UNC Wilmington is the two seed, and they will be a short, short underdog here, surprisingly, as Delaware is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You take a look at how they got to where they are. Delaware, the five seed, beat the four seed Drexel by 10, and then they beat the one seed Towson last night by 13 to get into this spot. UNCW beat Elon, the seven seed, by 17, and then a three-point really close game against College of Charleston last night to get into the championship game. I cannot figure these teams out. This is a tough one. I can't figure these teams out. You know, when I did my capping, I, I, you know, we talked about liking Drexel on Sunday. I liked Towson yesterday and bet Towson. 0-2 betting Delaware games in this Colonial Tournament. UNCW, I liked Elon getting the points. UNCW covered. I took College of Charleston last night. Between the two teams, I'm 0-4 in this darn conference. So maybe I'm on fate alert. I don't know. It's very interesting. Delaware's point guard is actually Jameer Nelson Jr. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so Jameer Nelson's son, the great St. Joe's point guard from back in the early 2000s. His son is the point guard of Delaware. Delaware's got something to prove here. And being that they're the five seed and they're favored, I went with this this notion yesterday because College of Charleston was the sixth seed and they were favored and it didn't work out. I'm going to take Delaware here. I, I have... Rolled UNCW a lot. It's a coin flip for me. The money line's only minus $1.35. So I'm going to take Delaware to win the Colonial. I am taking the opposite side, my friend. Uh, UNC Wilmington is just on, I think, a Delaware uh, ride train here. I think that they can go ahead and win again. They've already beaten Delaware this year. Okay. Uh, UNC Wilmington, the number two conference team uh, seed right now. Yeah. Uh, give me Wilmington to take care of business today, plus the two and a half plus points. Two, plus two and a half, so get that up to three for you. So we have a nice separation for that drink bet as a money line and a three. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that all goes down. We move on now to a tournament that's starting today, and that's Conference USA. Um, <clears throat> Conference USA is being played at the Ford Center in Frisco, Texas. Um Two really, really good games here that could potentially be a coin flip, and you can tell by the spreads, three and a half and three, and these two games here in the first round. Right now, uh, the way that Conference USA does it is they separate the West and the East. So the first game is at 4.30, and it's Marshall and Florida International. Um, Marshall got the seven seed in the East, and Florida International got the six in the East. First-round matchup here, two teams – 
that had pretty tough years. But what's crazy about this matchup here, Boogie, Marshall's had a really down year at 11 and 20 and 4 and 14 in conference. The Florida International Panthers actually have a better overall record, but just 5 and 13 in conference as well. Uh, they're even 71 and 71 in regards to points and points allowed. But FIU has actually lost four games in a row going into this tournament. Marshall's lost three in a row themselves. So two teams desperate for a win, trying to advance and take care of their season. The winner of this game takes on Louisiana Tech tomorrow. So with that all being said, uh, I don't trust Marshall spotting points to anybody. I'll buy the hook with Florida International and take them plus the four. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like Florida International plus the four. And this is kind of weird. You mentioned five and 13 in conference play out of those five wins. Two of them were against Marshall, and now Marshall's given the three and a half points. We've been seeing that a lot lately. Yes. Give me Florida International plus the four. I'll buy a hook. There we go. We agree with that. Uh, we move on to the second game, which is going to be the first round. Southern Miss and UTSA, the six and seven seeds out of the west side of Conference USA when it comes to the divisional setup. This has been crazy as Southern Miss has lost 14 games in a row. I'll say that again. Southern Miss has lost 14 games in a row, 1-17 in conference play, 6-25 overall. The Roadrunners of UTSA are 10-21 and 3-15 and and in Conference USA. Wow. Now, tough. Winner of this gets Florida Atlantic and probably gets rolled uh, tomorrow. But we're not talking about tomorrow, my friend. We're talking about today, and I don't know how in God's name you can take a team who's lost 14 games in a row. It's a short line with UTSA minus three. The money line here I found at Caesars is only 150. So I'm going to take UTSA on the money line to give Southern Miss their 15th consecutive loss in a row. Yeah, I'm going to take them right there on the money line as well. Uh, UTSA won a small... Uh, they won by one, actually, yeah. earlier this year. They won the first meeting 74-73. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, I cannot back this Southern Miss team. Nope. Very bad. Horrible. So, that is done with. And we move on to two more championship games now. And this is what we've been really concentrating on. we got the Summit League title game from the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You take a look, it's all chalk in this conference boogie. The one versus the two. South Dakota State, the one. North Dakota State, the two. In the quarterfinals, South Dakota State defeated Omaha 87-79. And then just last night, they defeated South Dakota in blowout fashion 83-60. to We've talked about the Jackrabbits all year. This team can flat out score. Now, don't get me wrong, though. North Dakota State's been very, very, very impressive in this tournament with two 20-point wins. Defeating the number seven seed Denver 82 62 and knocking out last year's March Madness Cinderella Oral Roberts 92 72 last night. Very impressive showing yes. from North Dakota State here. You know, you take a look. This is obviously a pretty big rivalry. The place is going to be rocking. South Dakota State has actually won 20 games in a row. So the Bison started the season 9 and 4, and they've won 20 straight. They're undefeated in conference. North Dakota State went 13 and 5 this year in the Summit League. Now, when you look at the games that they've played against each other, two four point games. At South Dakota State, North Dakota State lost by four, and at home, they lost by four. This game should be an absolute banger. I think that North Dakota State can really compete with these guys. We back South Dakota State a lot this year. I am not saying they're going to lose this game by any means, but North Dakota State definitely has a chance. Um, and you know the drill. 
with us, if you have a chance to win, take the points. And right now the points are six. Two four-point games in the regular season. Now freaking throw the records, throw everything out the window. Winner gets the bid, loser goes home. I'll take North Dakota State getting these six points. I'll take North Dakota State as well, plus a six. I mean, anything can happen in these games. And, of course, it is March. North Dakota State plus the six. Uh, I mean, any team that can beat an Oral Roberts team that was stacked, especially coming off of last year's great March Madness, yeah. by 20, mm-hmm. uh, I got to go ahead and back them. Yeah. Give me North Dakota State plus a six. North Dakota State plus six. We are locked into that. We go into a tournament out here in Vegas at the Orleans Arena, the WCC championship game now. They have a very interesting way that they set up their bracket. This is crazy. Gonzaga and St. Mary's play in this game, which was pretty expected. But uh, they only had to play one game to get here. This tournament started way back on Thursday of last week. And the way that they do it is the top two seeds get like quadruple buys into the semifinals. I don't know if I like that setup, but nonetheless, that is the setup. Can you imagine UConn having to do that back in 2011? Yeah. 2006? And you just keep playing better teams as you go on. Like, very, very difficult you know, and as you can see, every team that played the day, the day before lost. So, regardless of the bracket situation here, Gonzaga's the number one team in the country. They're obviously going to solidify the number one overall seed with a win here tonight. Um, I expect them to get it, and they will get the number one overall seed and be the number one seed in the West whenever the brackets are selected on Sunday. They are coming off a 10-point win against San Francisco where they led by 24 with seven minutes to go and failed to cover that 14-point number last night. Now they come back and play a St. Mary's team who, we don't forget, the last time these two teams played, St. Mary's pulled the win of their season and upset the Gonzaga Bulldogs on their home court. St. Mary's actually had a decent lead, too, in last night's game against Santa Clara, and the Santa Clara team came roaring back. To make it a close game, St. Mary 75, Santa Clara 72. So two games last night where it looked like they were going to cover and run away with it, setting up this powerhouse matchup. St. Mary's is now ranked actually number 17 in the country. So, you know, they've been impressed, and they've played Gonzaga really tough. But you know what? I'm going to go Gonzaga here, Boogie. I think they finally come out of their shell. They really want to end their season on a high note going into this tournament. They're very angry, I'm sure, about last game's loss to this team. There's a saying that I have, and it's you can't go to school here. What that means is nobody for St. Mary's can suit up for Gonzaga. Gonzaga lay the 13 in the championship game. Blowout victory for the Zags as they roll into March Madness as the one seed. I mean, I've been backing Gonzaga all year long, even when I probably shouldn't lay in 30 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team has just blown out every almost every team that they've played. Uh, the fact of the matter, though, is is that sometimes some teams just have your number no matter what. Yeah, that's true. And I think also, like we've said before, styles make fights. Styles make fights. And the fact of the matter is St. Mary's just beat the number one team, Gonzaga, just two weekends ago. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the pace is going to be at, a, at the Gales pace here with uh-huh. St. Mary's. Um, obviously, Gonzaga, I think, wins by like 7 to 10 points here. But you got to cover for St. Mary's. And I've got to cover plus 13 for St. Mary's. Uh, yes, give wow. me St. Mary's plus 13. You've been betting Gonzaga all year, and you don't. Wow, I'm surprised. 
I'm very surprised. I actually found a 12 for Gonzaga on Caesar, so I'm going to take it's 12 and a half, and I'm buy it to 12. So that'll be our sixth drink bet, which isn't bad. You can tell that it's almost NCAA tournament time because the drink bets are shrinking. That's number six for us, though, Bugs, and I'm very surprised at that. Western Athletic Conference is where we go next. The whack. The whack. Not the whack, but, Not the, the but whack. just the whack. Um, it's also being played out here in um, in Las Vegas. And some side notes: Cal Baptist is actually ineligible for the uh, ineligible for the NCAA tournament as a transitional team, but they can play in this tournament. Um, if they win, the bid will go to the highest seeded postseason eligible team. Uh, also, Dixie State and Tarleton are not eligible for this year's WAC tournament. That's why the bracket is the way it is. Just a little side note: UT Rio Grande versus Cal Baptist is where we start. This is a, mm. this is at the Michelob Ultra Arena out here in Vegas. Not very good team here. No, no not really. It's the eight nine matchup in this conference. The winner gets Sam Houston State. The whack is actually set up just like the WCC with the four and three seeds getting a double bye and the one and two seeds getting a quadruple bye to the semifinals. None of these teams are going to go anywhere anyway, but. When it comes to Cal Baptist versus Texas Rio Grande, we have a team that's UTRVV is three and fifteen in conference, and Cal Baptist is seven and eleven. Cal Baptist has actually been decent the last couple of games with wins against Chicago State and Lamar. Um, they play better defense. The, the deal with Rio Grande though is they give up about seventy-seven points a game, seventy-eight points a game, I should say, and I think that's going to be problematic against a Cal Baptist team that can really score the basketball. They played a couple times this year, February twelfth, an eight-point win for Cal Baptist over uh, this Rio Grande squad, and uh, that was actually the one and only time they played. Um, I think the difference here is the fact that. The defense here, they score about the same amount of points, and you got a Cal Baptist team giving up damn near 13 points less a game. Got to go with Cal Baptist here as a uh, seven-point favorite. Cal Baptist minus seven. Yeah, I got Cal Baptist minus seven and a half, so I'll go ahead and buy a hook there. To keep it at minus seven. They'll get the uh, the nine to 11-point win here. Cover, yeah. take care of business today, Cal Baptist. Yeah, I think so, too. I got them potentially winning all the way up to 13 to 15 points. So Cal Baptist minus seven sounds like an easy winner there. Chicago State and Utah Valley is our second game in this conference, uh, 8.30, Michelob Ultra Arena here in Vegas. Uh, winner gets Abilene Christian tomorrow, same place, same time. Uh, Chicago State actually had a better year than they had in a lot of a lot of years, seven and twenty-four. This is a Chicago State team who only won like five games in the last four years. So seven wins here this year, three and fifteen in conference play, only averaging about sixty-three a game and giving up seventy-five though. So they have a bad syndrome of not being able to score and not being able to stop anybody. If you haven't seen Utah Valley play, they have a seven-footer by the name of Far Dogs Amik. What's his name? Fardals Amok or Amik. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's a monster. He, he, wow. he reminds a lot of people of Jonas Valanciunas, seven foot, two forty five, out of Vancouver, British Columbia, averaging nineteen points and fourteen rebounds a game. He dominates in this conference. I don't think anybody is going to have an answer for him. If there's any props out there on him getting a double double, you might as well go ahead and lock that in right now. When you take a look at Utah Valley and what they've done this year against Chicago State, they won at Chicago State one hundred one to eighty seven in the Crushed only game they played this year. Like I said before, Chicago State plays no defense. Utah Valley's laying 12 and a half here. I, don't, I think that's a short number as they should win by damn near 20 points. I'm going to take Utah Valley by the hook minus 12. Yeah, I've got Utah Valley here minus the 12. Uh, that should be an easy win right there. 
Utah Valley, if they win this game, I think they'll have a very, very good game as well against Abilene Christian tomorrow. I think that'll be a good game. We flip our sheet, and we only got four more games to talk about, and we'll make it quick because it's about 8.35. we got to get up out of here in about 10 minutes. The Big West Conferences actually starting up today at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada, nice. not too far from where we are right now. I love living here because you've got like eight conference tournament games all oh, around the valley. Sick. It's unbelievable. This sports town is uh, just unbelievable. It's amazing. Six o'clock at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Uh, Cal Bakersfield, who finished the year two and twelve in the Big West, against Cal Northridge, who finished three and thirteen in the Big West. This is the eight nine matchup here between these two teams. Cal Bakersfield is actually spotting six points. What's some? relatively surprised at winner gets Long Beach State the one seed tomorrow or I'm sorry on Thursday um you dive deeper into the matchup here both these teams had very bad years 7 and 18 overall for the Roadrunners of Cal Bakersfield 7 and 22 overall for the Cal State Northridge Matadors neither team scores in the 70s 64 a game for Cal Bakersfield 62 for Cal Northridge the difference has been Cal Bakersfield's defense given up 67 compared to Cal Northridge 72 Cal Northridge has actually lost six games in a row going into this tournament, and uh, Cal Bakersfield has lost three in a row coming in to the dance here. So neither team on a positive note at all. Mm -mm. I mean, as I take a peek, Northridge actually beat Cal Bakersfield 71-65 on February the 12th. Which is what the line is, six. Interesting. And it's six the other way, though, which is really strange. I got to go with uh, Cal State Northridge here in a game I think they can maybe pick them off. I'll take the six. I'll take the six too, my friend. I think we're on the same beat here. I mean, you already beat me. Now you're giving me six. That's just so weird. It's crazy. Plus the six. Perfect. Uh, The other first-round matchup in the Big West is going to be Cal Poly and UC Davis. This is going to be... Interesting game. The 10 seed Cal Poly, the 7 seed UC Davis. UC Davis had a shortened season, having a lot of games postponed. Only played 22 games this year. COVID. COVID all day. 12 and 10 for the UC Davis Aggies. 5 and 6 in conference. UC Davis has been very competitive, though, over the years in this conference. So very surprised to see them in this opening round game as the 7 seed. Winner gets Cal State Fullerton in the next round on Thursday. The problem with Cal Poly is they have problems scoring points. They score about 62 a game, giving up 68. Um, UC Davis scores about 69 a game, so it gives up 67. So a little bit more balance. They, Cal Poly has won two straight going into this tournament, but when you take a look at the actual schedule and how they did this year, their game was canceled, and their other game, UC Davis actually lost. To Cal Poly, 82-74. Now you got UC Davis laying five and a half. I just don't have any faith in Cal Poly. I think UC Davis, it's hard to get momentum going whenever you're having all these games canceled throughout the season. I mean, most teams have played, what, Boogie, 30 to 35, 40 games? And yeah, about 35. Yeah, UC Davis has only played 22 this year. I got to go. We went dog in the first game in this conference tournament. Got to go favorite in the second. I'm going to take UC Davis by the hook, lay the five. Yeah, I got to go ahead and uh, take the UC Davis right now as well. Got to lay the five. Um, I think that that team will go ahead and take care of business today. All right, there it is. Easy peasy. We have two more championship games to go over, and we are done. Uh, The Northeast Conference will crown their champion tonight, and what promises to be an amazing battle between the number one and number two teams in this conference all year, Bryant and Wagner. 
Unbelievable matchup here, Boogie. Great the, one, the one versus the two. Brian actually hosting this game. So keep that in mind. It will be at Bryant's home court. A lot of pressure. Wagner and Bryant, the two top teams, have been great all year. Uh, their path to get here. Bryant actually beat Central Connecticut 73-59 on Wednesday of last week. And then on Saturday defeated Mount St. Mary's by one point, 70 to 69 in a game that they were trailing the majority of the game. They came back and they covered, did not cover for us, won the game to get to this spot. Bryant will now host Wagner. Wagner defeated St. Francis PA, 82-53, and defeated Long Island, 82-62. So two blowout wins for Wagner. No close calls like that Bryant-Mount St. Mary's game. We, it's been well documented. Brian's got that kid Peter Chris, uh, Peter Kiss. Kiss. Um, they also got uh, it's a one-two punch with Charles Pride as their number two man. Wagner is led by a kid. If you haven't seen them play, Alex Morales, six-six senior from Patterson, New Jersey. This kid puts up eighteen, eight, and four. He's a do-it-all for them. When you look at the uh, matchup individually, Bryant has won six in a row. Wagner's won the two games in this tournament. They played at Bryant on February twenty-sixth, and Bryant beat them seventy-eight to seventy. So that was the most recent matchup here as they play again. And then when you take a look, I want to just see have they played twice this year. They actually lost at Wagner in overtime, 84-81. Splitting their regular season, now playing for the, all the marbles here. The difference for me, I think, in this game, Bryant does score about two more points a game, but the defense of Wagner only giving up about 65 a game. They're getting points here. It's three and a half. I think Wagner could win this. Could go either way, so i got to be safe and take the points with Wagner. By the hook, Wagner plus four. Yeah, I'm on the other side here. I like Bryant laying the three. I think Bryant's got the uh, firepower there with Alex Morales taking care of business. Great scorer there, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this team take care of business and win this Northeast Conference Championship game. And there it is. That game will be seen 4 o'clock on ESPN2. We end our pod here as we go to the Atlantic Sun Championship game. Very exciting stuff here. Jacksonville and Bellarmine, a lot on the line here for a lot of schools involved because Bellarmine, as we've documented before, cannot go to the NCAA tournament. So, Bellarmine and North Alabama obviously were ineligible for this tournament as transitional teams, but they're eligible for this tournament. And Bellarmine is in the finals of this ASUN tournament. If they win, the automatic bid will go to the regular season champion, which was Jacksonville State. So, this is very interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's so confusing. It's so confusing. It, pretty much, if Bellarmine beats Jacksonville, then Jacksonville State, who just beat or th- who just lost to Jacksonville in the semis, gets the bid. Yep. If Jacksonville wins, they get the bid. So tough situation for the Dolphins of Jacksonville to be in. You look at their path here. They beat Central Arkansas 79-69 in the quarters and picked off Jacksonville State on the road 54-51. They've been doing it with their defense. Bellarmine's been very impressive, beating Florida Gulf Coast 81-68 in the quarters and defeating. But defeating Liberty, the number one seed, 53-50. to 50. Should be a low-scoring rock fight in this game as your total's only 121.5 for pretty damn good reason. you got two teams that play defense. Jacksonville only giving up 59 points a game. They lock you up. Uh, Bellarmine, D2 transitional team, very good at the free throw line. They've done a very good job this season getting to this point. You take a look at their matchups in the regular season and what transpired there as Jacksonville and Bellarmine. I'm not even seeing, oh, there we go, a, a, a overtime loss for Jacksonville at Bellarmine, 76-73. 
That was the only time they played, and it was a three-point win in overtime. I'm thinking it's going to be something similar here, and I don't I don't believe in Bellarmine winning this thing and then giving the bid to somebody who doesn't deserve it. So I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Dolphins <laughs> by the hook, plus three Jacksonville. You know, there's always controversy in, uh, in sports. And, I, again, going to just keep it quick here. I'm taking Bellarmine. They already have proven that they're playing with the big boys now in this division. Give me Bellarmine minus the two and a half. I'll go ahead and actually take them on the money line. Hey, minus 145. Minus $1.45. There you go. And, again, a little controversy there. There we go. 8.43 a.m. We are good to go, my friend. That was 18 games. We agree on 10. We got eight drink bets. It's time. It's best bet time, so I'm excited to see where we go with best bets. And as I look here, I already got mine. You got yours. Hey, remember what we talked about? If we are, if we have it already, we just take it. Okay, even if we agree. If you already got yours, just go ahead. Who's Boogie's blockbuster best bet? Boogie's blockbuster best bet is going to be the Norse of Northern Kentucky. I'll take them on the money line over Wright State today. Oh, that's perfect because that's my best bet too, my guy. Let's go, baby. I told myself we're not going to go off the Richter. Keep it simple. Boogie and the Barons combo blockbuster best bet. The Northern Kentucky Norse on the money line minus $1.15. They will win the Horizon League tonight with defense. There it is, Boogie. That's a wrap. Episode 133 has commenced. We'll see you guys later in the week. Bearing out. Boogie out.